When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, it is the Lombardi line as we welcome you back. And I do want to do this. I'll embarrass the family a little bit. I know Millie Lombardi is going to be thrilled with this news. Official, the Raiders (laughs) are hiring Matt Lombardi as an offensive assistant, assistant wide receivers coach. So congratulations, of course, the younger brother of offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi, but also the son of Michael and Millie. Important to note, the grandkids all get to hang out together in Las Vegas. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, one trip. That's kind of the cool thing. That'd be awesome, yeah, One congratulations so, to you. Yeah, yeah, but we have the you know in the summer times when we're back out in the backyard, there's no there's no rules, so there's no pecking order there. He's not an offensive coordinator. The coach of the year is in coach of the year out there. So we just it's all just everything's even at that point. And the boys are on the same team, so maybe the rivalry. That'd gets be a interesting. Bit you know what's funny? So Scott Turner was there. Scott Turner, I think, was in college when he was uh, when Norv was the head coach. And then Mick was in high school. Matt was in high school. They all would hang around there, you know. And then Matt was in Cleveland with Scott Turner, who was in Cleveland. So it's kind of like a little bit of a of a reunion going on. So, you know, that's the NFL. It's it's about networking and friendships and things that move forward. So I and wish so, him luck. I mean, it'll be and it's of course, not going to be easy. I, no, it's not. But, of course, to your point, Michael, the enemy interviewing today for the OC job with the commanders, that was Scott Turner's job last year. And Scott Turner may have called the best game of the year when he took the commanders up to the Eagles and they beat the Eagles with that game plan that Turner put together. Turner, now a part of the staff there with the Lombardis. 
uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay, and, my and bad. Part of, part, let me explain the Turner hiring, too. So what I think you have to try to do a little bit, especially for a guy like Josh McDaniels, who has run his offense, is when you spend time in the offseason, you've got to have a way to advance your knowledge. Because if you come back with the same stuff, and especially if you don't have that Tom Brady under center, You've got to try to expand it, and I think what what the the move for Turner is he has two more years under his contract with the with the Washington Football Team, is to bring in a different set of eyes and a different scheme, but not bring different plays in, bring different ideas in that blend within the system that you're running. It's you can't steal plays, which a lot of people do, because once the play breaks down, you fail. The players look at you like, "What happened?" But when you bring in people from different schemes that are in your building and then you can incorporate it to within your scheme. It, it helps you grow your scheme. Oh, it's well put. Well, let's get into it. Good job, Elliot. No way, no doubt. So in this segment, we're going to recap some of the biggest news items across the NFL. If Michael disagrees, it's no way. If he agrees, it's the trademark. No doubt. Let's continue. Eric Bieniemy will leave the Kansas city chiefs this off season to get out from behind or underneath Andy Reid's shadow. No way, no doubt. No doubt. I, I think by the end of business today, if he's not the, the offensive coordinator of the Washington football team, I don't know what will happen. Maybe he'll then go, if he doesn't get that job, maybe he'll go be somebody's assistant head coach. But there's no doubt he can't return to Kansas City because all that's going to do is create more of why isn't he getting a job. And I think it's he realizes it, and I think Andy realizes it. He needs to go out and separate himself they're still friends. They're still close. But there's no doubt he needs to sprout his own wings up to show people that, as Al Davis would say to me all the time, kid, at some point you're going to have to play in a game. And you know Andy Reid, those were concerted comments he was making directly after the game. He Completely was trying strategic. to get the enemy a job. Completely yes. strategic. Complete, I mean, because that would have been the farthest thing from your mind. You know, he Andy is such a good guy, and he feels badly that, you know, he's gotten Matt Nagy a job. He's gotten Doug Peterson a job, but he can't get the enemy a job. Like, I think he genuinely feels bad about that, and I think he promoted that. I mean, Kafka was up for the Arizona job. And, look, this guy, I mean, and the enemy, he has been in front of 12 owners. I'm, that might be a record for how many interviews one – I mean, I know Sherman Lewis back in the day got a ton of interviews, but 12 – I mean, Leslie Frazier didn't get one. Look, we can all agree that Eric Bieniemy, based on resume, deserves a job. We should also agree that something is happening in these interviews. Okay? Let's just go, like, again, the abhorrent. You don't... The record for the NFL and minority hires is abhorrent. But something is wrong when you're sitting in front of 12 different owners and not getting hired. That's fact. Look, there's, some, there's something wrong when you win six games as an interim coach, one of the hardest jobs to get. Ask Jeff Saturday in the park. When you become an interim coach, it's hard, right? And, and to win six, it goes six and six. Keep your team afloat. Keep your team in the race to the last game of the year. Beat New Orleans at home, on the road, you know, and you still can't. I don't know what else you can do. If, if I mean, I feel bad for Biennemi, but he's been in front of 12 owners. I feel really bad for Steve Wilkes because I don't know what else Steve Wilkes could have done. I don't know what else Steve Wilkes could have done. He did everything also, he had to do. Michael, he did not a good job. He did an amazing job with Carolina because, remember, Rule had a big name. He left. He completely kind of re-identified the team there in Carolina. Your son was on the staff. But also, he got screwed in Arizona. 
the kind mess that was going on in Arizona one year for one year for Wilkes there, and he was out. Wilkes with, has gotten with, really, with, yeah. Go well, and, and one year with Wilkes, I mean, and then with you know he he's got uh, the quarterback, you know, that from UCLA that camp that's Rosen. been on seventy five team, Josh Rosen. You know, so look, I, I mean, look, one thing we know, the NFL's not fair. It's not fair. It's just not a fair league. It's not the best and the brightest. Nope, 100%. And Wilkes and Biennemi certainly deserve uh, to be frustrated. Okay, let's continue. No way, no doubt. The Philadelphia Eagles will have a Super Bowl hangover next season. No way, no doubt. And we're going to get in, in depth into this this weekend, talking about the changes for the Eagles. But how about a Super Bowl hangover for the Eagles? No way, no doubt. I think there's no doubt they will. It's hard, right? So, you know, the great Pat Riley talks about this in The Disease of Me. Winning teams want to get paid. The Chiefs have players they're going to want to have to pay. And so the Eagles, too. The One of the things Jerry talked about a lot, when Jerry was accusing the Eagles of going all in, and we all said that's really not accurate because they really didn't put their chips to the middle of the table. But they will carry a substantial amount of debt with them in the next year. For example, Hargrave's going to leave. He's a free agent. He's going to leave behind $4.8 million, right? Or, you know, he's going to leave behind a lot of dead money. And so, you know, you've got guys that are not going to be on the team. Samola, he's going to leave behind almost $7 million of debt. So they have guys on their cap next year that don't have contracts that leave debt. And so that's where Jerry was coming to. That's what Jerry was referring. So it's going to be hard to navigate that because what happens is, so the contract voids, his contract's going to void completely. And all these voided contracts that the Eagles have done to get all these players together is going to impact. Then you add these voided charges that come in and all of a sudden now you got to pay Hertz 45 million. Now you can lower Hertz this first year like they did in, like they did with the Cardinals. But it's still going to impact you from a cash flow standpoint. Yeah. No, well put. Next one. No way, no doubt. The Cardinals should have abandoned Jonathan Gannon as top candidate for their head coaching job after his poor coaching in Super Bowl 57. Is that a no way or a no doubt? Uh, I, I would say no way. I think to me it's not fair to judge a coach on one game. I'm not in the interview. Obviously, he's doing something in these interviews to engage. I know this. He would have been the head coach of the Texans had D'Amico Ryan's not taken the job. I think that was clear. It was down to those two guys. Monty Ossendorf is close friends with Nick Cesario. Those two guys work together in New England. Obviously, there's a kind of a, a, of a sharing of information. So he's done something to impress. For me to say no doubt about that off of one game would be unfair to Gannon. But to me, it doesn't look good. It, there's a lot of questions that I would want to sit and watch the tape with them over because I know this. In Arizona, I'm not as talented as that Eagle team. And so how are you going to solve our problems if you didn't solve theirs? It's well, well put. The, by the way, this is interesting. The And this is from Dove Kleiman on Twitter. The no trade, and you may have already heard this, no trade clause for all pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins contract has been voided due to the six-game PD suspension from last year. So several teams, he, we're talking about free agents with Derek Carr, but DeAndre Hopkins with that no trade voided is going to be very interesting this offseason. You know, and, and there's a DeAndre Hopkins, and then there's the inner workings of the NFL. This is not a – the reason he got out of Houston was because of certain things. So this is not going to be what the fans think it is in terms of, oh, my gosh, there's going to be some concerns. There's people like people say, well, I know Belichick likes him. Bill O'Brien's on the coaching staff. 
right? They know all about what happened in Houston, right? And so I think to me this is going to be a little bit less than what you think and what he wants to get paid, and he wants an increase over it. So, you know, and Monty's going to have to deal them. I mean, they're going to – look, I think it's a complete teardown in Arizona. And the only one who's going to is, – is the mayor is going to be left standing. It's going to take some time to fix this Arizona program. To your point, the Patriots could use a big-time receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, but the idea of those two mm. being reunited, Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins, I don't no think there's a chance. No way. The, you the can Eagles write it down. Would get the no yes. way. <laughs> there's no he couldn't. Those two. But he wants to get put too. Fair in fairness, Pat. He wants to get. He wants to get paid. Like I like Bradbury's commentary when Bradbury said, "Hey, you know, I was one year on a cheap deal. I, I'm not going for a cheap deal now." I, to me, Bradbury. I could see Bradbury signing in San Francisco back with Steve Wilkes to play in his zone concepts, where Bradbury could be very effective. But if you're going to get a man-to-man game, Bradbury's not the guy you want to be in the on the field with you. Let's sneak this one in before we get to Samich. No way, no doubt. Derek Carr will be the most sought-after free agent of the upcoming offseason. No way, no, no doubt, way. Michael. No way. No way. Yeah, I would agree. No way. I mean, if he was that sought-after, somebody would have traded for him. There it is. Well put. Well done. No way. No doubt. Good job, Elliot. Good job, Michael Lombardi. Uh, that The Hopkins and Bill – I want to I need to see Hopkins and Bill O'Brien reunited. That to me, which is, I mean, maybe I, I Bill mean, could I manage can't it. Say it I, I can't say the story. I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot of yes. meat on that bone, Patrick. There's a lot of meat on yes. that bone. <laughs> it would take more than two hours for us to digest that. How about Rex bone. Ryan in Denver? What does Samich think of that? You think that could happen? Well, we'll, we'll ask Mike Samich, professional handicapper, next here on the Lombardi Line. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So 
Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the longtime sponsor of the Lombardi line, is the king of sportsbooks. They've got the newly reconfigured app for in-game bettors. It's, it's very responsive. Visit BetMGM.com, download the newly reconfigured app. It's BetMGM, of course, if you're in town there in Vegas, stop by any MGM casino and property, bring your state-issued ID, you're ready to bet. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER. So, as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, I think you can give a restaurant recommendation. We welcome in professional handicapper Mike Samich. Uh, Handicapping's been good to him. He just moved to Santa Barbara, California, (laughs) no big deal. And Michael, you were going to give him a a recommendation for a restaurant there. You know, Millie and I spent some time at Santa Barbara with friends, and I had to do a TED Talk there one one year. And there's there's this great little, it's not a diner, it's like a steakhouse. It's called Joe's Cafe. It's right downtown Santa Barbara. Wonderful place. It's kind of like a, you know, I, I've got a coffee mug from there. It's like a old fashioned speakeasy actually, and it's a good spot. I mean, what a great town. You're so lucky. It's the weather's incredible. You got Oprah, you got Harry and and Megan. You can <laughs> chat with. I mean, Kevin. Who else lives up there? Oh, you know what? My, one of my favorites, Jeff Bridges, lives there, too. They've got so many people to hang with, Jeff, with Mike. Well, your Rolodex is much deeper than mine, Michael. I, I did not have coffee with Oprah this morning, unfortunately. We just missed each other uh, there at Hanna-Bar <laughs> Coffee Shop. Yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal area. Uh, the, the restaurants are wonderful up here. We're really excited to explore, and we'll have to definitely add that one to the list. Going from Raleigh, North Carolina to Santa Barbara, California, it, it's wild culture shock from a restaurant's perspective. <laughs> I would imagine one of my favorites also from Santa Barbara, Katy Perry. So if you see Katy Perry. Oh, in Orlando I didn't know Bloom, that, Patrick. There yeah, you go. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Katy Perry guy. So I can understand uh, and, that. And, and shout, to, shout to Orlando Bloom, her partner. Okay. Um, so we t- our, our theme today is turn the page. So a little Bob Seeger. But you don't really ever turn the page. Really, people need to understand there's not too many handicappers on the planet that are better than Mike Samich, RacingDudes.com, Aaron and Jared, our guys as well, when it comes to horse racing. Uh, where do we sit now with the sport? I got Michael Lombardi big time into it every time the Kentucky Derby comes around, the Breeders' Cup. So where <laughs> is the sport of horse racing right now? I know you got to play at Gulfstream today. 
Yeah, we're starting to get into the fun part of the sport, really. I mean, between Breeders' Cup and then kind of through the middle of January, it's a little slower. You don't have the prep setting up for the Derby. You don't have the, the big time lead up toward the Breeders' Cup. But we're in full swing now. So we have Kentucky Derby Point races happening almost every single weekend. Uh, this weekend, we're headed down to Fairgrounds. You've got the Risen Star, which highlights a wonderful 13 race uh, sequence there with some, some points on the line for the Kentucky Derby. You mentioned turning the page, Patrick. The beauty of horse racing, you get to turn the page every single day. So today I'm playing Gulfstream right now. I've got that over here set up going right now for some <laughs> afternoon action. I do love the five horse in the eighth race today. Uh, you get an H1 on the morning line, positive barn switch, should have strategic pace on the turf, sit up front with other horses running in front of it. I, I think you get a nice price here on the five and the eighth, the Gulfstream eight to one in the morning line. Probably get around five to one in the off odds. I'll have a little win bet in there. I like Michael, it. these these horse racing handicappers, there is it's the most intense thing. They they never stop. Like you said, the page never turns except every single day. There's more races to handicap at tracks all across the country. So uh, there you have it. Let's now go back. You've had a chance for the Super Bowl. You've had a chance to digest and great job by you. You had Kansas City. You had a ton of winners in the prop market as well. Is there anything that stands out now that you've had an opportunity to let it digest where maybe you would adjust your handicapping of the Super Bowl? Um, I, I switched. So I gave out the under on this show. And by the day of the game, I switched over to the over. So I wish I had gotten on that <laughs> over a little bit sooner. Um, it, the, the When you looked at the matchup specifically, uh, Philly's pass defense and Kansas City's run defense, there were some glaring holes there. And, and it just seemed like a game where you could see both of these offenses have their way. So I was able to switch over to that. I wish I would gotten to that over earlier uh, because then I could have obviously given it out here, could have played some teasers with the Chiefs in the over. But my main takeaway, man, this is a very good Kansas City Chiefs team. I think this is the worst version of the Chiefs we're going to see in the next three years. Uh, they're sitting at six to one right now to win the Super Bowl. I would pick them right now at that number if I could, because I know that with what's going to happen in the market, the Chiefs are not going to get any worse. If anything, they're going to upgrade the wide receiver room. They've got Pacheco on a rookie contract. They've got four or five rookies on that defense that are all going to contribute and get better next year. So you have a, a elite quarterback who is already on his second deal, unlike you know, guys like Joe Burrow, who's going to sign a big deal this year. That's going to affect the rest of the team. This Philadelphia team, Hertz is going to sign a big deal in this offseason. That will affect the rest of this team. And the fact that Mahomes signed his earlier means it's a more cap-friendly deal two and three years down the road as well. So my main takeaway is this Chiefs team is going to be good for a while. So watch out. This could be the start of a dynasty versus the end of it, which is what a lot of people are talking about. You know, I, I agree with the over. But here's what I would say about the over, and great call on you to get that. If you would have told me Mahomes has 22 completions, would only have had the ball for 30, 24 minutes, I would have said the game's in the 20s. It's exactly where you wanted it to be. And that under would have hit. But I don't know. I mean, I guess you got to get rewarded for a head coaching job when you do that. When you give up 30 points in 24 minutes, wow, That whatever you want to say, that's explosive. I mean, the Eagles did everything you had to do to keep the game in the 20s, and they still couldn't do it. Kansas City just moved the ball so effectively when they had it. And I thought the time of possession was a little bit misleading. Everyone's talking about uh, the fumble six that you saw from Philadelphia. Well, the two previous possessions, Kansas City went right down the field. They scored a touchdown and missed a field goal. So they were moving the football. But when you have these 12, 14, 17 play drives from Philly that are just grinding clock but resulting in touchdowns, I mean, that was a big part of this. When you're putting up seven and center three, it's a lot easier to get toward that over. And both of these teams were very effective in the red zone. Uh, so that kind of pushed this total back toward that over. 
But the time of possession, when you look at, you know, the return punt down to the five, you've got a fumble six. Both of those are limiting the time Kansas City is on the field and limiting the plays they're going to run. So you had these explosive plays that resulted in points, which really pushed it toward the over. Good job, Samish. Nice little recap there of the Super Bowl. So now, again, the theme, we turn the page. Let's start with your pro tip, because I think the pro tip will then lead into some of your plays on the ice today. And you're talking about paying attention to the scheduling coming out of the All-Star break in the NHL. Yeah, the NHL has one of the funkiest ways to handle the All-Star break. You've got a sliding schedule for when teams head into it and when teams come out of it. It's a week to a week and a half for most of the teams. I know Mike Palm was banging the drum on here. Play teams that have already played a game outside out of the All-Star break against teams that are playing their first game out of the All-Star break. That trend has gone very well. We also see teams that just get kind of for lack of a better term, screwed by the schedule makers when they're coming out of this. And Detroit is one of those teams right now. They're playing their third game in four nights tonight. But on top of that, they're playing their sixth game in nine nights. This is their third game in a row on the road. They've got two more on the road. All of those road games are West Coast before flying to end their road trip all the way out to Washington, D.C. on the East Coast. Just a terrible spot for Detroit. And it's getting worse instead of getting better trying to get through this February stretch. I yeah and Detroit I think you're going to lay the puck and a half you're going to lay the puck line tonight Detroit of course the schedule has been brutal I was getting text messages from my friends last night we're getting screwed I'm like settle down they're not winning the Stanley Cup this year but you're going to lay the goal and a half with the Flames tonight yeah they're not they're not the best team in the world but they have won four straight they're playing pretty good hockey but I expect them to just kind of hit a wall tonight because of the way the schedule is set up they're heading in to play a pretty good Calgary Flames team who is battling for a playoff spot you can lay the goal and a half and get plus 115 right now with Calgary I'm going to do that Calgary's at home here they're going to have their starting goalie in net on the other side you're not going to see Valerie Husso in that for uh, for Detroit they're going to have their backup in so you're getting a backup goalie against a starter you're going to be able to lay the puck line here, lay that one and a half. We got plus 100 on the screen here. I would still take that number. The Flames are going to be a better rested team with a better goalie in, and they will be more motivated in this spot as well. They actually lost 2-1 to Detroit last week, so you're getting a little bit of a revenge factor here at home for the Flames. I'll lay the goal and a half. Take anywhere from plus 100 to plus 115, depending where you're shopping. Okay. I love the ra- the, the range. He goes hockey, horse racing, football. <laughs> hey. Mike, it's an amazing. He turned the page. He turned the page Turn and he's page. right on the he's, he's, on, he's on the ice. Yeah, you got how, how about now. how about the how about the NBA? You you're not into that at all? That's a great lead in, Michael. Let's take the Suns minus one tonight. That's another one of the picks. We got uh, the Clippers are heading in to take on the Suns. The Clippers have won, or the Suns have beaten the Clippers twice already this year. Both of those games were in Los Angeles. The Suns, one of the best teams at home in the NBA. This line is at one, one and a half in most places because the it, the pieces that you trade away for Kevin Durant are not in the lineup for the Suns, but they have still played very good basketball in the two games that they've not been with those pieces. Back-to-back wins. We saw Chris Paul get 19 assists, 8 and 11 rebounds last time against the Sacramento Kings. I'll lay any short price with the Suns here in a spot that I, I look. The Clippers just wildly inconsistent this year. They've got everyone healthy, but they're still integrating the pieces they got at the trade deadline. This is a Clippers team I think is going to get better, but right now I'm willing to play against them, especially when we got that home court edge for Phoenix. You know, I get the sense the Clippers are a collection of talent. They're not a talented team yet. That's what I get at watching them. Like, they got a lot of good players, but they're not a team yet. And they and their two best players, you know, don't seem to fit. Like, it just doesn't seem to I all totally flow agree. together yet. Maybe it will. That's one of the beauties of basketball. You have to have talent that complements each other. And the talent in Los Angeles doesn't complement each other right now. Now, they may 
they may merge better because of what they did at the deadline. But that's one of the reasons you got to love the Suns. Durant, Hall, Booker, they can play with anybody. And now they're all playing together. No that Phoenix team is going to get better and better. Here. Okay. The fifth at Gulfstream today. Oh, the five, excuse me, in the eighth race at Gulfstream. Eight to one morning line going to go off at five to one somewhere near there. Mike Samich, professional handicapper, racingdudes.com. Thank you, Samich. You mentioned Palm, and Palm is coming up next with Palm's pressing three right here on the Lombardi line. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, if you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer, only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made. Again, we're going to send you the plays every single day. Right through your email, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for all the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, daily props. Don't miss out. It's limited. VSIN.com slash subscribe. $9.99 right now. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher, of course. It was nice to hang out with the big guy there at Circus Sports and Resort. The well, it's Mike Palm, Bon Vivant, not just of Circus Sports, but Vison host joins us now in his customary Thursday spot. Let me just say this. You're there every day, so you're probably used to it. Circa, the accommodations, the rooms, exquisite. The attention to detail. It's the nicest stay I've had in a long time. And I'm not just saying that I gained nothing from telling you, but congratulations and bravo to you and everybody that had something to do with Circa because it's a great place. Well, thank you, Patrick. I don't know if you've stayed in any other hotels in the last four years, but it, it is high praise. <laughs> I saw plenty of the room. I saw plenty of the room. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, it, it, they did it. They did a real nice job with it. It's a really comfortable room, well laid out, the colors, all that. You know, the yes. one thing they missed, and we all stayed here before we opened, you know, to take note, they didn't have enough outlets. You have to have enough outlets because yeah. people have a lot of devices to charge. You got to have an outlet yeah. by the bed and you got to have like six outlets in a room, right? And so they fixed yeah. it. They put these bricks in that have a bunch of charges. But that was one thing we overlooked. But thank you, Derek and the team, especially his brother Greg uh, and, and the design team. I, I you know, they've, they haven't had many false notes here. You got to have outlets on both sides of the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I the outlet was on Millie's side, and I had to get up really early, so I had to have my phone to the other, and I get up in the middle of the night, and I bring it. You know, it was it was it was just just a thought. You know, it's like I, I love I love when you know when you get older and you can't see the shampoo bottles and you can't tell which is the conditioner <laughs> or which the thing, but you had that cover too. Yeah. yeah. Well, also also let's be clear. One thing I think it was at the top of your want list was shower pressure because I was getting blown yes. out of the shower. And that is so important shower. to me, the water pressure. That's so important. The best shower I ever had, and it was eight years ago, Derek took everybody to EDC. <laughs> he takes them every year. But, I mean, I went when I was 40. I was 15 years too old. So the one time I went. But they stayed till sunup. And, and I had I said 4.30. I said, no, I'm not making it. So they brought a limo back. And there were, the only room that was open at, the, at any of the hotels was the penthouse at the gate. I fell asleep. I got up. It was the best shower I ever took. I said, Derek, we have to have that same shower experience, that same pressure, all of that uh, when we designed Circa for all the rooms. And it's great. We get rave reviews about it all the time. Uh, yeah, the yeah, shower I don't know how pressure. you do it. I, I love it. Yeah. 
And then when you're asked at the front desk, would you like a view of a stadium swim, which is the pool, or a view of the skyline? I took stadium swim, and when I tell you, you can literally just watch the games mm -hmm. from your room at the pool. It's it's completely it's easy to do. So it was a it was a great experience. So I thank you very much, and and job well done by everybody there that put that together. Uh, the, the dust has settled on the Super Bowl, Mike Palm. What behind the book? Take us behind the book there at Circa and how we did. Well, you guys knew we had multi-million dollar liability to the Chiefs. We offset it by about two-thirds, a little over two-thirds with Eagles money. I didn't anticipate, you know, this line went to one and then, you know, Westgate went to a pick. We eventually got, but every time we got to a pick, we took six-figure bets on the Eagles. Every time we went back to one, we take six-figure bets on um, on the Chiefs. You know, the right in the state of Nevada was down. Last year set the all-time mark, 182, whatever it was, um, million. And this this year was like off 16 million. It was it was the second highest, I think, all-time. But I think a large part of that was the William Hill and Caesars apps crashing in the second quarter. I mean, that, that's got to be a piece of why we didn't set a new record. But we, we were up 15 to 20% on almost all categories of betting. So it ends up being a loser. You know, if the game would have went under and the Chiefs won, we'd have been closer to sea level. We did win to the props, win to the squares. But, you know, at the end of the day, we lost because of the futures bet. The guy came in, he collected on Monday his, 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 his multi-million dollar ticket. Um, so good for him. Um, but overall, our growth in the NFL from last season to this season, was w w the right was up over 70%. The win was up uh, nearly 100%. So we were very pleased with the season as a whole. And Mike, what will you do next year for Survivor and the contest? Are you going to make any changes to that? I know the contest, you didn't, you needed more entries, and Derek had to spend money to cover that, which is remarkable on his part. But how are you? How do you feel like that's going to get advanced? Um, so we have a meeting. Our initial meeting is actually tomorrow, Michael, to discuss it. Then we'll meet again after the second week of March Madness. Uh, we, we want some initial thoughts on what are the guarantees going to be, any potential rule changes. Remember, we never open up till we actually see the NHL schedule, which they usually release in conjunction with the draft, but last year was later. We don't know if they're going to do that again later this year. It doesn't allow us really to open up until May because we have to cover all the scheduling quirks that they may have uh, when you determine the weeks and get picks. And, you know, with Survivor, we get funky with the three-game weeks around the holidays and stuff like that. So, I... I you know, I think Survivor got there. I think it grows. Maybe he increases the, the guarantee in Survivor. Maybe he gets more realistic in millions and comes from six to five. We had 4,100, 4.1 million this year. I, 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 I'm a big proponent of letting people get more entries than six. I mean, people want to have more. And so what they do is they bring yeah. their sister, their friend, their mailman, you know, the, the, the nurse at the kid's school. They bring all these people out here so they can get more entries and have these conglomerates let people have 10 let people have more i think that will increase the number of overall entries and then uh, you're able to guarantee uh, increase the guarantee i know this i'll check uh when i get off i'll check will hill's schedule tomorrow i don't know if he's got the lakers on tap or nhl but perhaps he can zoom him in for the meeting because i'm sure he'll have an opinion he just got done with george toma over the grass field so there's no telling will hill's range in terms of what he can help you with mike so i'll make sure we get that on the calendar i asked uh matt metcalf and chris bennett jeff jeff benson here i wanted to put a will hill prop up over <laughs> under three and a half on Will Hill. Number of months he's going to continue to tell people about Brian Dable being coach of the year. <laughs> <laughs>
I love it. I love it. So Insufferable. Good. Insufferable. <laughs> and by the way, true. there is a distinction. We should correct Will Hill, part of uh, our family here at Visa, our not Will here. Hill, yeah. the sports book. Oh, no. That I yeah. look. Mike Palm and I love going through Will Hill uh, because they give us great numbers for soccer. Maybe you could explain to a national audience here kind of what happened yeah. with the sports book. Well, you know, it, I, I say it cost me money yesterday, Patrick, because the last two days because of four rocking chairs under in, in Champions League in soccer, which I, you know I would have bet. But there's no access to the money. <laughs> now, I had a few thousand in some other apps, so I, but, but the limits are lower, three and 500. I can, you know, I tell you of William Hill, the, the end game product is superior and the limits for me at least, I can't speak to people who've gotten limited or what their experiences were. Um, that that I can get down three, four, five thousand in game on a soccer match or on the NHL period total stuff like that. So that's why I use them. Yes. Um, their app, and then in conjunction with, of course, they're owned by Caesars and and that group now, crashed about eight minutes left in the second quarter of uh, the Super Bowl, and and didn't come back up until last night. So their, their sports books reopened on Tuesday. You could make over-the-counter bets, but there was no access to apps or, you know, your balance. It came back. Everyone I talked to, their balance was correct. They are giving folks $100 in free bets, 50 now and then 50 on March 1st for the inconvenience. But, it, you know, it's a tough time. It happens during Super Bowl. I'm sure it's a tech issue caused by volume. I said this, Patrick, at World Cup. I said their app is going to crash during USA-England. If you want to bet USA-England, Bet it yep. the night before. It was down the entire game. It was yes, down sir. an hour and a half before the game till after. So I made all my prop. I couldn't get any in game, but all my bets, props, and everything to the under before. Because I know with the volume issue, it happens. It happens on Sunday mornings here, not infrequently uh, leading into NFL. Catastrophic. The timing was catastrophic. Yeah. I, I, do feel, I do feel for them because, like you said, the limits in soccer are the best around and my call being able to get in in game like that with those limits is awesome, especially for somebody. And by the way, just as a note, you're at the break there with Salzburg and Roma. It's nil nil. So you're doing okay. Mike Palm. That is a, um, that is for people that follow soccer. What an interesting game in Austria today. This is the sound of defense. I would like to call it because you have the conflicting style of Jose Mourinho, yes. who will play a compact back end defense, very cautious against an aggressive defense like a basketball press, they call it the Gingen press, where every time you turn the ball over, you attack with multiple players to try to get the ball back. It's a very fascinating thing to watch today. If you were, here's a soccer question going to the break, Patrick. If you were Jose Mourinho and you had your choice, would you take the U.S. men's national team or the Portuguese men's national team? Oh. <laughs> oh. Portugal, his home you know, country, of course. Of course, but this is <laughs> this is more talent with the U.S. men's national team that they've ever had. They just need somebody like the special one mm -hmm. and Marino to come and kind of and mold that. So uh, that is a very interesting question. I don't think he'll go to Portugal. Um, U.S. men's national team and Marino would be fascinating. And Salzburg, Roma, again, nil-nil for those that bet it. Michael Lombardi, I'm sure you're all over Barcelona and Manchester United. No doubt. When, no we, doubt. when we come back, <laughs> Palms pressing three. Special edition after the Super Bowl next here on VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. 
Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas, BetMGM Rewards. So every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points. Redeem those for online bonus credits like bonus bets, bet insurance tokens, and if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert those BetMGM points into reward points that you can use towards dining, shows, hotel rooms, at over 20 MGM properties located on the Vegas Strip and nationwide. Remember, best loyalty program in the game. Sign up now, 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 years or older. Okay, it's been a whale of a show as we welcome you back here. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. <laughs> of course, Mike oh, Palms. <laughs> you like it. Wow. You like it. It's time yeah. for Palms pressing three. He's called Uh-oh. his shot. He said he's impressed with the three that he's put together. I am as well. Michael Lombardi has yet to hear them. Let's get to one. I think the questions are okay, but the, the, the writing is otherworldly. Now, I asked the first question with all humility, Michael. Here at the pressing three, we pointed out exactly two weeks ago that the field in Glendale had been a travesty for A, previously, previous national title games, B, the entire Arizona Cardinals regular season, and C, the Michigan TCU national semifinal played on New Year's Eve. Commissioner Goodell obviously did not share our concerns, instead focusing on photo ops with DeMar Hamlin, bizarre hugs with Chris Jones, and declaring that, quote, the officiating has never been better. Hence, the awful field condition became a major talking point during the broadcast and after the game. The NFL was lucky no one was seriously injured. My question, Michael, is if a simple school teacher from Iowa like myself could notice this major issue with the turf, how could a zillion-dollar corporation like the NFL not have ensured the best possible playing surface for their Super Bowl? Well, because the NFL is more concerned with it looking good than playing good. I mean, that's why they find players for their socks being too low because they want everybody's socks to look perfect. I, I mean, look, you know, they had George Toma in there, 94 years old. You know, he's in there trying to do the field. I actually thought, you know, if they put more attention to it, it would stop the slipping. Even when the players changed their shoes, it still affected it. And look, when you watch the game tape, it's actually worse than watching the TV tape because there's guys slipping all over the place. They're slipping and sliding. It's unfortunate, and because of that, there has to be something fundamentally wrong with the ground that it lays on. I mean, Toma isn't a bad groundskeeper in spite of what we think today. The guy's done it for 50-some years. He knows how to grow grass. He knows how to make it a good football field. I don't want to resort to a turf field, but there has to be something about that underground there that causes it to slip. And then when you add that stadium on top of it for Rihanna, which the stage, I'm sorry, then it even makes it worse. It really makes it worse. And all the color, it slips. Some people actually think that because Kelsey put the ball, snapped the ball from the paint, into Hertz's hands that it caused him to fumble. I thought it caused him to fumble from going from his left hand to his right hand. But you could say that. I, I think the biggest stage of all should have the best field, and that wasn't it. And you're right, Mike. You called it beforehand. You called it during it, and it happened. And, look, it was bad for my Michigan. I don't think that's why Michigan lost to TCU. I don't think it's why the Eagles lost to, to, to Kansas City. But it did affect the game. The, the shame Surface of it was is, a disaster. Uh, the shame of it is I had the concern, but I didn't convert it to a handicap because I should have played over. It neutralizes the pass rush when you don't have your feet under yeah. you, and it makes it hard for the DBs to cover. Yeah. You know, it, but but even with that being said, Mike, uh, I, I Mike Samich, you know, hit the over too. He was on the under. But if I told you before the game that Mahomes was going to have the ball for 24 minutes, run 51 plays, and, and only have eight third downs you would have said he was going to score in the 20s. 
There's no way you thought he was going to get to 37, right? And I would have I mean, to- they- told you all the Eagles rushing props would have went over, but they did That's it right. because they chose to pass the ball. I mean, I, I didn't get the game plan we- on either side. I, I, I kept saying all week, I felt like Philly always throws the ball when in a game where they want to go get the lead. That's That's been their mindset. And Stryken said it at the press conference when he was named the coach. I'm going to throw it to get the lead. I'm going to run it to keep the lead. I, I felt like that. But I, I thought Philly played the perfect style to keep the game 27-24 instead it ended up 37-34. Yeah. Good start. Number right. two. All right. Michael, the Eagles have now lost both coordinators coming off this Super Bowl loss. This is a tried-and-true angle that pro bettors exploit in the futures market. Fade the teams that lose their coordinators, let alone both, let alone the Super Bowl loser hangover. Should these tenants be applied to next year's Eagles, who will once again be loaded, favored to win the NFCs, and favored to return to the Super Bowl, or can they overcome the coaching changes and impending free agency for many of their key defensive players? Well, I think to add the fact that they not only lose coordinators, they're going to have a lot of cap issues that they're going to have to navigate and go through. For example, they're going to have to pay Hertz. It's reported that Hertz is going to go for over $40, $45 million. So you're going to put that in the cap, right? They're going to have to get Hargrave's going to get at least $20 million on the open market. He's one of their best players. Right, Chauncey Gardner, Gardner Johnson's going to get probably fourteen, fifteen million. Their two linebackers are probably going to get somewhere between eight or nine million. I mean, they can't keep everybody, Mike. They're going to have to go way young, and they're going to have to try to get it. And their quarterback has been very good, but can he stay healthy in the style that they want to run the football in? I don't know that. There's a lot of uncertainty. Look, when they you lose a Super Bowl, everybody wants to get paid. Everybody needs to get paid. But now you've got cap issues because what Jerry was talking about was all these voided years that Philadelphia has been doing in their contract, which is going to leave salary cap charges when Samola signs with another team. Okay, he's going to leave seven point five million behind Graham when they cut him. He's going to leave nine point six million behind Kelsey. If he goes, if he retires, he's going to leave eleven million behind. Hargrave's going to leave $11 million behind just because he's going to go. They redid his contract. So this is going to be challenging for them. Tremendous stuff. Let's get to three. Palms pressing three. Shane Steichen, Demeco Ryans, and Jonathan Gannon all got gigs over Brian Flores this coaching cycle. No one questioned how good of a job Flores did as the head man with the Dolphins. But is he now toxic? Do you think Brian Flores regrets his decision to make the accusations he made and file the lawsuits he filed. Nobody wants to hire the disgruntled former employee. Well, he said he got a, he was offered the Cardinal job and he turned it down. And I think that's been verified. So I do think he's going to get another job. I think that this lawsuit is separate. I think the, the best coach wins. He would have been great for Arizona. I don't think he wants to step back into the arena unless he feels really good about the job. And if he goes to Minnesota, he, Kevin O'Connell was on the – he knows Kevin O'Connell. They have a relationship. He could do what Mike Tomlin did. Go to Minnesota, coordinate a defense, help that defense get better because there's only one way to go in Minnesota up on defense. Poor, you know, Ed Donatel struggled. So he'll make that defense better, and he'll be up for any job he wants. And next year there'll be 10 of these jobs open, and they'll be all over the league. And he'll be able to pick the owner that he wants to. That that job in Arizona, it's already out. Gannon said this today. We're gonna, everything involves around the quarterback here. We're going to make him play well. Great. 
great. Deal with that guy. You go deal with that guy. You want to deal with that guy, and this is your last chance to be a head coach? I don't think so. Michael, you brought it up earlier, Palms pressing three. Maybe we'll add a fourth. Uh, I want to ask you both, did you enjoy, Mike Palm, we'll start with you. Did you enjoy Rihanna's halftime performance? I did. Uh, I thought it was uh, pretty amazing. Obviously, it was her pregnancy announced too, I guess. Um, and she just had a baby, what, last March or May or whatever. Um, it, it's, it's the Super Bowl halftime shows are amazing. I mean, a third of the people in the audience in these shows are waiting for the halftime, right? And and we blow it out here in the sports book, the volume, the acoustics out at the event center. It's it's really amazing. I thought she did a great job. Uh, it's amazing just how many hits she can string off in a row that everybody knows. Yes, Michael. It's a, yeah, I thought it was unbelievable. I didn't know any. I knew the songs when I started to hear them, and it was amazing. Yeah. And, and like Mike said, I think this has come a long way from you know we're gonna put a, we're gonna put the marching band out there. I mean the first Super Bowl we had, I think we had the uh, SC marching band. Tulane marching band. Yeah. <laughs> Tulane marching band. Yeah. So yes. I mean, look, when you're paying that much for a ticket, you got to give more. And I think the league does a great job. It does affect the field though, and it makes halftime longer. Which wonders what the heck was Jonathan Gannon doing at halftime? That's what I want to know. What was he doing at halftime? Michael, I want to I want to leave you with a thought, maybe yeah. for next week. But I was thinking Please. about Andy Reid and where he fits in history, and I was thinking about Mount Rushmores and then what we do with March Madness: last four in, next four out. I guess my Mount Rushmore is is Belichick head coaches: Belichick, Lombardi, Walsh. Ah, the fourth is tough. I might argue Landry. Who's next four, and then who's next four after that? Where does Andy Reid? Is he in one of those rings of the next fours? Well, I mean, you got Curly Lambeau's won a yeah. lot of games. George Hallis won a lot of games. And then, really, all this doesn't happen if it's not for the great Paul Brown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no Belichick. There's mm -hmm. no Walsh. There's none of this. If Paul Brown's not here, we don't have any of it. And, and there should, the Coach of the Year Award should be called the Paul Brown Award. Just like the, the, the Combine should be the Al Davis Invitational. I mean, they should give back to the teams, that, that these people that have made such an impact. But I, I love your list. I think Gibbs is really underrated. I really do. He's great, and I don't people realize how great. Reed getting there with the Eagles and McNabb also helps his conversation. Yep. By the way, Elliot just says the Three Stooges also performed in Super Bowl One halftime as well. The Three Sto no, I did wow. not know this. Mike Paul, tremendous What curly job. was Michael it? It had to be curly, Joe. <laughs> it had to be curly. one of them. Big bets is next. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.